All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Retro Chat Podcast. Andy here. Joining me is my good, long-time, close buddy, friend, Gino Clunes, intro extraordinaire. It's Lee Thomas. Lee, welcome back, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm very, very excited. I love the new intro, and I love the new layout and the new design and, and all the sort of logo and stuff up here is, is really cool. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Excited to be back. We've got lots of good stuff coming up. Um, and, you know, this week is, is going to be one of my favorites. Can't wait. So we've already done some cracking shows together. You know, we did WrestleMania yep. 6. We've done SummerSlam. Um, but now we've done Mask, which is the highest rated show wow. in retro chat history. That's not because of me. That's because of the content. <laughs> you see, you could have just taken credit for that. And said, That's I could have. Yeah. <laughs> It's what you could have done, you know, but thank you for not. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to we're going to follow it up with uh, Street Hawk. Yes, we are. We are. Now, Street Hawk was, was one of my favorites uh, as a kid. Um, if you were a fan of the uh, the old kind of 80s super um, super vehicle type series, things like Knight Rider, Airwolf, Blue Thunder, even the 18, things like that, um, you know, you would if you haven't seen it it was one of the the minor ones i guess in the big scheme of things it never really got the sort of credibility that some of the others did but um yeah street hawk an amazing amazing uh show one of my favorites uh only lasted well, a season as well which is gutting less than a season really but we'll talk into that in a second well yeah before we do that let's give uh the contact details of how you can get in contact with us on social media uh you can do it now by going to all of these down here. So you can Facebook, Instagram, or Twitch at Retro Chat Podcast. Thanks, Lee. You can tweet us <laughs> at Retro Chat Pod, and you can visit the YouTube channel like you're doing right now, maybe, um, at Retro Chat Podcast UK, where not only do we have all of the show archives, we have short bites. Not many of them, but we do have short bites. <laughs> uh, we have the Impact Wrestling Press Passes. We have the archive at Quiz Night Live. Thank you so much for that. We'll touch on that in a second. Um, and also a brand new series where, please don't think that I've ripped this off from Ministry of Slam because I blatantly have. <laughs> but um, we're going to be playing PWR, which is Pro Wrestling Remastered, which is a simulator, similar yes. to TEW, but uh, maybe a slightly more basic and a bit more easier to mm. get into. So we're going to be doing a series booking AEW. Nice, fantastic. Now I, I've I've not played. I played the original back in the day, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I've not played the the remastered version, the new release. And as I understand it, it's a bit more straightforward. Some of the only criticism about Total Extreme Wrestling is is that it's a little bit too complex, and you best laid plans, and then you forget to do just one little thing out of the two hundred that you're supposed to do, and an entire angle is ruined. And uh, yeah. what do you do from there? But yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's a lot more basic, uh, which I quite like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's got something like thirty different match types. Uh, okay, in there. So it's got like the you know the singles, the tags, all that type of thing. Intergender mm. matches. Wow. Um, and when you go to the end of the show, you can actually do results, and it will run you through a play by play of the finish of each of the matches. Oh, brilliant! Which is that's cool. Quite cool. You don't even yeah. get that with Total Extreme Wrestling. So no. uh, that's I mean, much it's, better. It's, a, it's a different interface. It's very mm. old school kind of like um windows 95 style mm. layout type thing so it's not as it's not as polished if you will yeah. as tew but yeah. if you like the old arcade championship manager simulators it's it's very similar to that yeah so um yeah free to download as well of pwremastered.com wow so there we go so check it out it. yeah check it out. sounds now, good you each and every week my friend are, are kicking ass with ministry of slam 
trying our best yes every single sunday uh we are live at 7 p.m uk time uh, over at uh twitch.tv forward slash the mos network and uh yeah you can listen to me and lawrence uh talk about what's happening in this world of wrestling we talk about cats movies um what we've had to eat uh pretty much everything else it's, a, it's not your straightforward wrestling show that is a little bit quirky and weird and wonderful and um yeah we're over there uh, every every sunday at seven you can find us and uh, yeah appreciate it if you haven't checked it out to drop by now if you want to drop by you can do by going to oh i can't do it you need to do it there you, go, uh, you need to go to tw- sundays at 7 p.m gmt twitch.tv forward slash the mos network uh, where you can watch the guys live or you can check them out on podcast at all the main podcast providers spotify apple google you name it pandora iheart iheart podcast whatever and while it's you're there that leave them a review leave them a five-star review let them know what you like yeah and while you're doing that leave me one as well absolutely please. yeah because i mean this is this is great stuff and you're you're starting to build up a heck of a back catalog here um and what i think you know if, if you're on like one of those really long drives like if you're if you're going from uh like the south coast of the uk all the way up to like manchester or or you know even further afield than that you've got like a five six hour uh trip ahead of you you know download load those podcasts and cram them and have a whole retro um retro trip of it it'd be really good there's some really it's really diverse topics it's not your sort of generic stuff that you'd expect from uh sort of like your 80s 80s and 90s podcasts there's stuff that you touch on that isn't really touched on in in other shows so it's good oh thanks man. <laughs> I'll give you the yeah, fiver later. So, uh, yeah, I'm just writing the invoice out now. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Uh, retrochatpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, I know someone who actually went on holiday and they went for a trip across the UK and they were listening to the show to try and catch up on the archives. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. That is, is amazing. It's also, I, I missed a week after Quiz Night Live, so I released mm. last week three shows. Wow, crazy and you know the beauty of it is you know something like ministry of slam is very time sensitive if you don't listen to it within the week it's pretty much out of date and there's you know it's difficult to uh listen to it again but the beauty with retro chat is you could be listening to it in 10 years and it's still something that was amazing back in the 80s or or whatever and uh you know something that is still very relevant so really good yeah and it's great having guys like you on oh uh, thank you to come and do the show love um, fest (laughs) <laughs> it, it really is. I had someone message me the other day who used to listen to us back on Ministry, yeah, and on TSC. They they kind of followed us all the way through, and yeah. they went uh, after like ten years away. It's like we haven't missed a trick. Well, it feels like that sometimes, doesn't it? It's um, yeah. I'm uh, I'm more than happy with that. It's uh, yeah, you know, I, I I would be I'd be quite surprised that that is that is how it is after all that time. But it it just works. So it let's does. roll with it. <laughs> That's it. Let's go. And and the fact is, I've got to produce it now, which is shit. Because yeah. I'm not very good at producing. And for other reasons, I'm now starting to learn uh, StreamYard. Uh, yes. So hopefully this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm picking up tips from you this time, you know. Oh, um, God. <laughs> <laughs> what we their layouts and your transitions and all that kind of stuff. I've never used it before. So it's going to be some, uh, you know, recording dummy versions of shows and things and seeing how that works. So, uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Well, I can't wait to see what you're doing. So that'll be fantastic. Now. Before we move on to Street Hawk, Meg, I want to thank you uh, massively for your part in Quiz Night Live in supporting the show, coming on for the last part of the of the bit, doing the Halloween round and doing the, the answers as well. When we last spoke, we were on £140. Mm. We have now raised over £160 Brilliant. for Julia's house. Um, still available. You can still watch it on the archive. Uh, you can still donate if you want to, uh, but 
massive thank you to everybody uh, who donated. I had a, uh, an email from Julia's house last week um, saying how much that money is going to make an impact to what yeah. they do. So, uh, no, I really appreciate That's it. That's amazing. No, no problem at all. You're very, very welcome. And again, you know, if you, uh, we, I think we said at the time, you can always, um, you know, Christmas, you're at home with the family, play the quiz stick it up on on youtube or wherever you can find it on the retro chat feed and you can play it at home maybe the the link is is won't be valid there for the for the donations but who's to say you don't just sling 20 quid over to julia's house anyway just to support those guys and it's a great quiz you can you know is halloween themed one of the rounds but you know why not everyone's christmas out by like four o'clock on christmas day you don't want to watch indiana jones and the temple of doom again so why not do the quiz it'll be awesome but halloween happens every year so you're just getting yourself ready for next year. But what you could do now, this is a, this is this is a trick. I learned this. What you could do is do your quiz yourself a few times so you know the answers. Yeah, yeah. Right. Then okay. challenge your family and come to put some money in. Wow, that's that's right? a good way to do it, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, walk away <laughs> Christmas Day with like a hundred pound pot. Yeah. And then show the family how clever you are because you know the answers. Not that I cheat definitely not and then you can disappear out to the boxing day sales leave everyone else indoors to do the tidying up and get rid of all the wrapping paper and all of that and you can go out shopping go the perfect pub. yeah go the pub. <laughs> anyway all you need anyway all you need right let's go on with christmas <laughs> not that far away because i think you and i are getting back together again for some christmas shows which we i think we about. are yes we yes we have we have, we have and date. prepared for that as well yes ah, no we just need to set a date <laughs> to record them but we'll, we'll talk about that later. we will organize right. that absolutely so today, Street Hawk, as Lee said at the top of the show, if you're a fan of Knight Rider, if you're a fan of, of uh, Street Hawk, Airwolf, if you're a fan of the A-Team, Blue Thunder, you would love this mm. show. And really, I think one of the most underrated shows in the history of television because it it, it deserved more recognition than what it got. Absolutely. I mean, I think if... If some of the other shows like Unite Rider, like Airwolf, hadn't have been around, this would have been one of the iconic 80s. You know, it would have gone for like four or five seasons, you know, similar to Knight Rider. It would have had that enduring legacy. But because I think it came along a little bit later, you know, it was a great show, but a lot of people were like, another one of these magic vehicle shows. It's all right, but I'm getting a bit bored with it now. And it kind of hit at that hit mm. at the wrong time, just a little bit late. Um, but I'll be perfectly honest, and I'm going to get hate from the, the Knight Rider and, and uh, Airwolf lovers. This was my favourite 80s uh, vehicle-themed show uh, by far. Loved it. Why? I mean, that's a ma- that is a huge statement to make. Because, yeah. you know, obviously, Knight Rider is beloved because of Kit, not yeah. David Hasselhoff, although David Hasselhoff is a legend. Um, <laughs> Airwolf was the helicopter and yeah. Ernest Borgadine. Yeah. And Jan Michael Vincent. What, what? Why Street Hawk? Why was that your favourite? I think because um, it, you know, the old adage of always leave you wanting more. You, you had uh, Knight Rider. It was great the first couple of seasons. Then then the cast changed a little bit, and then they had the season with the Super Pursuit mode, and it wasn't quite as good as it was before. Same with Airwolf. They had the dodgy third season where they reused all of the footage, and uh, you know they brought in um, uh, uh, was it Barry Van Dyke. That was um, the fourth season. Fourth season, sorry. And uh, yeah, it's sort of like these these shows sort of like almost whimpered off into the into the sunset. They didn't go out on a bang. Whereas Street Hawk, you like you had these these episodes. They were amazing. It was a bike, which was a bit different, and um, you know that was always really cool for me. And uh, the fact that I think with Airwolf and 
um, Knight Rider, you know, you knew uh, you open the door of Kit, Michael Knight gets out. You open the door of Airwolf, he takes his helmet off. It's Stringfellow Hawk. But there was the whole, whole intrigue of, um, you know, he was Street Hawk. He wasn't Jesse Mack when he was out. No one knew who Street Hawk was. And there was kind of that <laughs> secret thing. So it was a bit like almost like Spider Man, you know, and no one knew it was Peter Parker. You kind of had that. Uh, that whole uh, mystique about it as well as it being an awesome bike, which looks super cool. And uh, they had the cool theme tune as well. We'll probably get onto that in a minute. We will. We will touch on that in a minute. But let's give you some stats, first of all, about uh, Straight Hawk, because it premiered in 1985 as part of NBC, which also, as we've talked about, did uh, Knight Rider and Airwolf. Um, and it only ran for 14 episodes. Uh, so mm. when we said earlier on, less than a season, because normally a season is about 20 to 24 episodes. Yeah. This this ended mm. and and just stopped. Um, and of course, it was headlined by Rex Smith, who since Street Hawk has gone on for, you know, sensational success in Broadway and in various other uh, TV shows and, and theatre shows, mm. but also known for the appearance of one Commander Chakotay. From the yes. bridge of the Voyager, Robert Beltran. <laughs> yeah, Robert Beltran was in the very, very first, the pilot episode of, uh, of Street Hawk um, as uh, Marty Walsh, uh, yeah. Jesse's best friend back in the uh, back in the day. And um, yeah, he was uh, when I first started watching Star Trek Voyager. I was like, I know that guy from somewhere. I know that guy. And then uh, it was only when I went back and, and watched Street Hawk again. I was like, oh my god, it's it's Chakotay. That's where I knew him from. Um, and you know, not the only famous face that appeared in episodes of Street Hawk. No, we'll go through some of that in a minute. We will, if yeah. You're, if you're Star Trek fans, there mm. are some major Star Trek alumni that yes. have appeared. Some, you know, a gull has appeared in the show. Uh, 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 you know, somebody else who I've interviewed, Daphne Ashbrook, yeah, who's crazy, uh, <laughs> appeared in the show as well. Um, but the bike you were talking about was mm. the Honda. Let me just find out what it was. The Honda XL 500 trail bike. Yeah. That was released in 1983. Yeah. And it, and it was just such a super cool bike, wasn't it? It looked amazing. It was. And now there were, again, I, I know a little bit of trivia. I've looked into it over the years and um, there were several different versions of the bike made. I mean, they, they made sort of custom bikes for the original TV pilot, the hour and a half long, um, you know, original episode. But then, uh, they, they streamlined the bike a little bit in some of the later series and, and sort of changed the design a little bit. The nose changed a little bit, but they also had uh, different bikes for different uh, kind of different activities. You had um, the same body kit on slightly different bikes. There was a road version. There was one that was almost like a scrambling bike that was used for some of the jumps and things that was quite lightweight. Um, and uh, yeah, they really put a lot of um, a lot of stuff into it. And uh, a guy called Andrew Prober, I think, who was very much involved in Star Trek. He did the initial designs of the bike. And you can see uh, that there is a Facebook page that I've followed for, for many years um, to do the Street Hawk and, uh, you know, interacts on there when you see some of the original designs for the bike and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's really, really good. There's lots of stuff out there. Without dropping a plug, is that the Street Hawk Command Center? It is. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Absolutely. Yes. So check that out. There's there's a lot of people over there, a lot of cool people. And regular, it's not just one of those groups that's died. There's always people talking about the episodes and, um, and uh, yeah, getting involved. And um, Rex Smith is really involved as well. He realizes the, the value of Street Hawk to his career. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because, you know, 14, 14 episodes, less than one season, mm. not mid 80s. You know, it's now 2021, 2022 nearly. Mm. Why is it? regained this cult status why is it so popular 
Because really, I think in the is... grand scheme of things, it's just dead. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think it is all of that. You know, it's one of those things. It was never as iconic as Knight Rider, as we said. And I think it's one of those things, you know, people, everyone's done it. Everyone sat in an office or at work or wherever you are in your workplace. Like, oh, you, TV was great in the 80s, wasn't it? It was fantastic. <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember the A-Team? That was really cool. Yeah. Do you remember the one with the helicopter? Oh, yeah. Airwolf. No, no, no. The other one. The other one. Oh, Knight Rider. Yeah. No, 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 no. Blue Thunder. That was it. Yeah. That was the other helicopter one. Wasn't there one with a bike or something? And it, it, it's kind of always that one thing. Is there? No, I, I don't think there was. No, it definitely was. I, I definitely saw one with a bike. And then it's almost got that kind of cult status because yeah. it was very short run and, and it did, didn't end with a bang, but it, it didn't sort of peter away. They were right in the middle of, um, you know, it was really uh, kind of had a really good following and, and then just, just disappeared, which was a real shame. So I think there's, I, I definitely bring it down to that always wanting more. There are always people saying, you know, they've done the, uh that the night rider reboots uh, a couple of times with with the movies and, and different versions of it um not so much with things like airwolf and blue thunder but another one that you know people want these reboot things from the 80s these properties and uh i think that's another one that people you know they never got the ultimate payoff as to what happens uh, at the end of the street hawk story and people i think well that's ideal property to to kind of do a reboot or a follow-up or or what have you and that that's i think that that's quite a big thing I must admit, I'm really surprised in this day and age where they reboot everything. You know, Magnum PI got rebooted, Hawaii Five O got mm. rebooted, and actually got more of a following than what they had back in the, you know, back in the 70s, 80s. The yeah. fact it hasn't had a reboot now, you know, because that's yeah. a property that's easy to pick up and just run with. Mm, absolutely, and so much story. I mean, uh, the producers of the show must have had. Uh, you know, you, you don't just make stories up on, on the go. There must have been plots for, uh, you know, several episodes, a couple of seasons worth of uh, of plot lines that they could easily bring into sort of present day or, or something like that. And I, I know, uh, again, Rex Smith, if you look him up online, uh, he has been very active in wanting to do a reboot or a sequel or a continuation of Street Hawk. And he's put out petitions and all this sort of stuff. Um, so if you follow him online, he, he's, he's got uh, online petitions and, um, I've certainly signed them, uh, check him out on Twitter. I don't know what his handle is. Maybe I'll find that a little bit later on. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, he is very much up for it. I think he's, you know, he's done his stage stuff. He's done his music. Um, he was daredevil in the original, um, uh, TV show version of daredevil. <laughs> See? Uh, he was, he played Matt Murdock in with the Lou Ferrigno Hulk and, uh, Thor and Captain America. Those, those really bad mid eighties ones. Um, oh, he wow. was daredevil, which is, uh, which is phenomenal. So the, uh, one of the original Matt Murdock's there, but he is very, very much on board that this role, it didn't even last a full season. He is most remembered for, um, he's really, really happy with that. So if you'd like to follow Rex Smith on Twitter, you can do, all you need to do is head over it's a really great uh, handle here at real Rex Smith. That's there you it. go. It's so there's no, cool no fake, fake Rex Smiths out there. So no, it's <laughs> real legit. He's got the blue tick and everything. Um, there you go. And in his narrative, you know, where this big thing about, you know, the one line teen idol, pirate, street hawk, daredevil, new grandfather. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant stuff. There you go. See, now, what, what, sorry, just before you go, what, yeah, yeah. Gonna say, what really surprises me, the fact that they were all NBC properties, mm. you know, like Knight Rider, Airwolf, and, um, and Street Hawk, and the 18 to a degree, that they haven't got together and done one massive crossover reboot. Because could yeah. you imagine, like, you know, some car and some of the bad guys 
from those series getting together and doing something called Big Bad and having an Avengers style crossover, but with all of the technology. Yeah, rebooting. that would be phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, and then if that did really well, of course, you could then start off the individual TV shows on each of them afterwards. Um, that would be that would be really, really good. And, and you could imagine, I mean, someone working for that company at the time must have, uh, you know, first of all, they come up with uh, with with Knight Rider. So it, it's a car. It's uh, it's bulletproof. It does all these cool things. It jumps and it shoots things and all the rest of it. Brilliant. Let's make a series that does well for a little while. Got another great idea. Knight Rider, but it's a helicopter. Brilliant. Yeah, make it. Da, 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 da. Yeah, make a few series of that. Got another great idea. Knight Rider and Airwolf, but it's a motorbike. Brilliant. Make it. And like you could see how it started to get old yeah. by the time it got to Street Hawk. Even though we loved it, you could tell what the public were probably getting a little bit bored at that point. You know what the next show would have been, don't you? Uh, Speedboat? Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I should do that. We should do yeah. Thunder in Paradise. No. That would be great. Uh, Farm it means tractor. we have to watch it. Farm tractor, bulletproof farm, farm tractor, tractor that could fly. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. As it drives down the road, its superpower is queuing up the traffic for about six miles an hour. But uh, yeah, farm <laughs> tractor, that, that could have worked. It could have. It could have. I'd watch it. <laughs> it's called Jeremy Clarkson on the farm on Amazon yes. Prime. You know? <laughs> yeah. Very good series. Check it out. It is very good series, actually. And Hammond's Workshop is even better on uh, Discovery+. Oh, Plus. haven't watched that. Okay, you want to watch that's, that? That's very that'll be watching good. what I'm watching as soon as I'm finished here. Excellent. Excellent. You see, Thank you for that. I will go back and watch Street Hawk. Now, um, Andy, what I want to do before we go too much further, uh -huh. now, this show had an amazing intro. Okay. Now, it was, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the actual music uh, that, uh, that was used um, shortly afterwards. However, it was one of those things that uh, in the 80s, these kind of shows had their um their like little narration to begin the to begin the show so i'm gonna i'm gonna start it off by saying this is jesse mark an ex-motorcycle cop injured in the line of duty now a police troubleshooter he's been recruited to a top secret government mission to ride street hawk an all-terrain attack motorcycle designed to fight urban crime capable of incredible speeds of up to 300 miles an hour and immense firepower only one man, Federal Agent Norman Tuttle, knows Jesse Mock's true identity. The man, the machine, Street Hawk. Word Memorize for word. that from a child. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? One of the challenges I was going to give you tonight was to do Oh, wow. Intro. Okay. And well, you've I've done, just it done now. that without <laughs> even reading it. That is word for word spot on. I mean, I used to record them all off of ITV and I had a, a, a you know long videos of just back-to-back -back Street Hawk episodes back in the day. Do you, do you want to know something? I never saw it until um, early 2000s. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I never saw it. I mean, I always remember Saturday afternoons on ITV mm. with like the full guy, then Gladiators, WCW Worldwide, yeah, Nitro and Baywatch. Yeah. That, that's like the Saturday lineup. But mm. I never saw Street Hawk until like the early 2000s. And it's yeah. only because you gave me a copy of it. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I don't think they ever met. really, you know, a lot of them were, um, a lot of these shows, they, they have done reruns of them. They've, uh, you know, Airwolf, you can find in random places. Street Hawk is very, very difficult to find. They released them on DVD once, I think. Yes. Um, and trying to get hold of those, uh, you know, those original versions of, of the show is, is very, very, very difficult. So it was released. There were two official releases of the Street Hawk pilot movie on VHS. One was from a company called MCA Canada, and it carried the full 90 minute pilot, which was mm. 
um, 70 minutes or so without the, the commercials. The other was from the same company, but it was a US MCA release and that ran for 60 minutes. Um, and there are short bits of footage that are unique to each release. So mm. the US version is shorter. It includes a line or two of dialogue that wasn't present in the Canadian one. Yeah. Um, a blue lightning style primary weapon was involved, was included in the Canadian version. Yes. Uh, yes. The red laser beam appeared in the US. Mm. And then on July the 13th, 2010, Shout Factory released Straight Hawk, the complete series, which was four, uh, four DVD box set featuring yeah. all 13 episodes and a 41 minute documentary titled The Making of the Legend. Which and is amazing. Un- is it good? It is really good. And uh, right at the end, I mean, spoiler alert here, but it ends with Rex, Rex Smith on the end. Yeah? Could we bring it back? <laughs> yeah, I think we could bring it back. I mean, it's now obviously uh, like 11 years afterwards and it's still not back, but uh, you could tell they were throwing the carrot out there just to see what interest there was. But uh, no, so, really, really great documentary. Did you buy the box set of DVDs? I did buy the box set of DVDs. <laughs> They're in a box somewhere now because I, I don't haven't got my DVDs out anymore. Everything's digital and uh, uh, on demand and streaming these days, but I have still got them. So, yeah. It's, it's such a shame that Street Hawk's not on a streaming service. You want to get them, oh. rip them. Mm. and have them on digital so you can show your son i mean yes you know. absolutely absolutely i should do that definitely do that they most likely ask what a dvd is these days yes but, yeah not know, not you, very popular these days <laughs> i'm just looking on ebay while uh while we're talking because i want to yeah. see how much because they're going to go for right now okay so you can buy good. uh the complete series of street hawk now uh for 22 pounds 40. There we go. That's not bad, is it? And is that not brand that bad, new as actually. well? Yeah, that's brand new. Brand new. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, again, I'm wondering if that's down to its lack of popularity because, you know, there are a lot made and people weren't that interested in it. So you can get it for almost stock price as it was back in the day or um, or what. But, you know, some of these, uh, some of the DVDs, the sort of cult 80s uh, properties, you, you have to pay quite a lot of money to get original versions of. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, interesting. I have just purchased street hawk the movie on dvd nice nice yeah. okay so that is the original the original pilot uh and this is the uh the book based off of the the, the pilot so it's almost like the uh like the screenplay as it were i mean it is a is a proper proper book and wow. um yeah it's it, there are some little scenes and sort of interactions with characters that obviously aren't in the uh this you know this story was based from the screenplay and then when they filmed it obviously little bits and pieces were chopped out so there's one or two little tidbits in there um that uh you know not in the original uh book and it shall, shall i do my trivia thing of what i was doing during lockdown yes okay so um i started watching yeah everyone was sat at home you know i was i was furloughed for eight months and sat at home you know trying to work out things to do and uh, try and occupy my time uh played every game on the xbox that ever existed and you know that, that got a bit bored with that um and then started watching old retro uh tv shows and one of them that i watched again was street hawk um started really getting into it wondering you know what sort of merchandise i could get if there was anything out there and um uh found found this book and uh, I thought, you know, it, it's great to have a book, but, you know, it is quite old. If you can see the color on there, it's, it's a little mm. bit yellowed. And, um, you know, this was produced back in, well, it was £1.95 in the UK. Um, yeah, th- this, was, this was actually made in 1985. Uh, also got the follow up as well. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but uh, I thought, I wonder if it's available as an ebook version. So because I've got a Kindle and, um, you know, I like to read stuff on the Kindle and you can take like hundreds of books with you with just a tiny little device. Um, 
and there wasn't you couldn't get one so i spent uh many days um with i got some software that would pick up a scanned copy of a book and pick up the text and sort of transcribe it into a into a document so i have officially created the ebook of the street hawk novel um i converted it into moby format for the uh, for the uh, kindle and uh, also epub versions for for any apple devices out there and um I can't obviously sell them or anything like that, but they are, you know, I've released them to the, the Facebook group uh, out there. And, and yeah, I mean, if anyone wants that, you know, let me or Andy know. Uh, here's my uh, Twitter handle down the bottom there. Just drop me a message and I'll be more than happy to send them over. Again, no profit from me, but, uh, you know, it's it's just uh, there for because I'm a fan. You gave me a copy of it and I, I read it after we, we met up for dinner, didn't we? And then yes, you, we you did. sent me a copy of it Yeah, and uh, I read it and it was just like reading the proper book, you know, the proper mm. book. I didn't see any mistakes in there or anything. It was fantastic. It was yeah. a really good time uh, yeah. doing that. So it took me a couple of weeks to sort of get to the bottom of it and edit it, make sure the spacing was all right. Get out, you know, because some of the printing in here, there are some like little ink splodges and, and things like that because it wasn't sort of digitally printed. It was printed off of a, a printing press. So you do get a little bit, you know, splodges every so often that oh. uh, a scanner can't pick up and it wonders what the word is. So I had to go through and uh, read it a couple of times. It's still nice having the old books though, isn't it? You know, it, I, I mean, I'm like you, I've got the Kindle, but... Yeah. To have the the book and just being able to flip through the pages and, and realizing it's like 1985 yeah. that was made. I was four. Yeah, I know. I was older. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> no, no, only only a few years older. But yes, I Not was much. older. Um, so that that was the original book and um, uh, based off of the, uh, the the original pilot. And then you've got this second one. I think there were four in the end. I've only managed to get hold of the first uh, two for now. And uh, this was based off of these. Uh, another two episodes i think um i can't remember what they were so, oh i can tell you that the episode the adjuster and the episode the unsinkable 453 and yes. they kind of blend them into one story uh almost as if one ends and then they go back to the base and then this other one starts and um yeah so it's a really interesting there there we go so the third book is called golden eyes yeah um and that's by charles gale and that's adapted from the episodes follow the yellow gold road mm. and dog eat dog and the last one is called danger on target and that's adapted from model is a novel idea yeah. and hot target which was hot target is my favorite episode episode number 10 of the series yeah hot target it... is my favorite one it's where they've got uh microlites uh, flying around and blowing up uh, it was all about insurance claims and uh, this guy blowing up his own property so he could get the insurance from it and street orc having to get to the bottom of it a really really good uh, episode my favorite but they made no sort of logic in terms of the episodes that they were actually doing because i think one of the books was episode three then it was episode 10 and the other one was like yeah. episode 12 and, and you know making it up but yeah. oh mate oh, very, you very can get... i've just seen i've just seen on a website called World of Books, um, you can get Street Hawk 3 and Street Hawk 4. Wow. Okay. I might need to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> need to have the collection. Got to have the collection. Well, you, you're a collector. You're an aficionado. You've got to do it. Now, did you know, I'm going to give you some trivia here. Did you know that one of the most well-received countries mm. um, was India? I didn't know that. It was a success among adolescent males, and it spawned the introduction of an MTB-style bicycle named Street Cat. 
uh, and it was aimed at that mar- that uh, that segment. But yeah, it was one of the wow. top rated shows in India. I did not know that. Wow. Yes. Street Cat yes. versus Street Hawk. That's what we need. Uh, forget Kit versus Car. We need Street Hawk versus Street Cat. See, that would have been a winner, wouldn't it? There's there's your reboot right there. You know. <laughs> I'm glad I know something that you don't about Street Yeah, I, I had no idea about that. <laughs> Wikipedia is a gold mine. Um, yes, I imagine it is. <laughs> now, when we talked about Mask, you obviously talked mm. about a lot of the toys that you, that, you, that you had. Now, Street Hawk also had uh, some toys as well. Did you have any of those? I had two Street Hawk toys. Um one of them was a do you remember those little uh, bikes that you'd get and they had like a ripcord and you yanked yeah. it out and it made the, the wheel spin really quick and then you put it on the ground and it would skid off. I had one of those and then I had another bike that was quite chunky um, and I believe it had a sort of windy thing on it and you just put that on the ground and, and off it went. It it didn't really it had the Street Hawk. It looked like Street Hawk and it was had the same colouring and everything but it was really chunky otherwise it would have fallen over quite a lot. Um <laughs> And I think the, the the little bike they had was branded Moto Laser, but it, it was Street Hawk. The the toys that just kind of have a various very, you know, far reaching link to the yeah. show. But the toys in the UK were released by Ertl, who yes, I don't know if yeah, you know, but that. they used to do the Star Trek models. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I remember. So, yeah. Not the not the kits, but the, the actual models. So the, yeah, you know, there's yeah. a lot of Star Trek link in Street It's weird, Hawk. isn't it? Really yeah. weird. Robert yeah, Beltran. I didn't even I didn't put that together. You know, um, one of the other uh, Trek characters that was in here, we mentioned it earlier on about a gull, was mm. Gold the Cat. Mark Alamo appeared yep. in uh, episode 13. Wow. I mean, unbelievable. Eh? You know, and and it was that kind of era, stuff like the A-Team and uh, Airwolf, where they sort of had a villain of the week. You would find um, some of these these actors sort of cutting their teeth in some of these little bit parts in, in some of these episodes. Um, so, yeah, really, really interesting to see that crossover. Now, the, the one person I didn't know who was in Street Hawk until, you, until I watched it was uh, Doc Emmett Brown himself, Christopher he was. Yeah, uh, Anthony Carido, who was the, uh, the the main bad guy in the very first episode. Yeah, and um, I mean, if you think, I, I think this was he must have filmed this. Well, I mean, similar sort of time to Back to the Future, clearly. Uh, Back to the Future set in '85 and and filmed just before that, and then Street Hawk came out in '85. So it must have been very very similar, almost back to back projects, I'd imagine, for Christopher Lloyd. Back to back, Back to the Future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Funny how he's dealing um, with a car and a bike. Um, well, but... yeah. But yeah, I mean, Christopher Lloyd at that point had really just come off Taxi. So, you yes. know, Star was quite bright. So for a mm. show like Street Hawk in a pilot episode mm. to get someone as established as Christopher Lloyd yeah, coming off one of the most, you know, one of the highest rated comedy series of only a few years earlier, that's quite yeah. a coup. So it Absolutely. must have shown that they had some sort of plan or investment mm. in the in the product itself to actually yeah. do that so it'd be really interesting i would love to sit down with an executive of the studio and just say why what what was the what, reason what happened behind it? yeah 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 you absolutely know. yeah no Did reason why it shouldn't have uh yeah i mean i think that's essentially it i think they they had literally done the the, the magic vehicle to death uh at this point and um you know potentially wasn't wasn't received as well as they were hoping even though it was a good quality series the other person of course who who played a, a role in one of the episodes um very very surprisingly so was uh george clooney was what in an episode, episode. oh episode? god i can tell you that like ex- exactly what happens from blow to blow um <laughs> 
Was it called Blood Brothers or something? Oh, hang on, hang on. No. No. Okay, what was it called? It was called The Second Self. Second, yes, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So it was uh, Jesse's old, almost high school kind of friend came to meet him and uh, they were best friends in, in real life. And then uh, uh, the, the guy's actually uh, he's involved in some shady stuff and Street Hawk ends up, you know, having to try and, uh, you know, rein him in because he's he's a bad guy, but he doesn't want to because it's his friend, but he's got to because he's Street Hawk and, you know, he's supposed to be getting the bad guys. And uh, yeah, not the great uh, greatest acting from... Uh, George Clooney um, certainly needed a few more years to develop at that stage, but it's really weird to see him in something like that. Episode two. Episode was that it only episode that, two? That was episode two. Flipping yeah. <clears throat> so they literally did episode one with Christopher Lloyd and straight into episode two with Chris with George Clooney, who yeah. would go on to play the Bat. <clears throat> yes, yeah, Batman, and uh, you know, I think really shot to fame in From Dust Till Dawn in the uh, in sort of very late nineties, early two thousands. And uh, yeah, he was was really mainstream for a little while there, wasn't he? George Clooney, he's kind of died yeah. off a little bit now, but uh, yeah, one he's of the Batman. That's uh, yes, he has. Um, but yeah, really interesting was, to see him in there. It was ER as well that really kind of sort of deprived. Of course, now, yeah. Looking at this, what really is interesting is if you look at the production of the shows, mm. the majority of the episodes were actually directed by two of the same people. So you had Virgil Vogel, love that mm. name, <laughs> and Harvey Laidman, who between them directed mm. the majority of the of the episodes virgil doing doing 80 percent and and harvey doing 20 um yeah the good thing about that is you know when you when you're watching your series they get to know the characters so they get yes. to know how it's and you get that feel so mm. it's interesting when you see uh, you know a show with the same director all the way through mm. I mean, uh, yeah, and, and again, the the development of the of the Jesse character, and, and for those who haven't seen Street Hawk before, and and who will go away and watch it after uh, watching or, or listening to this, so uh, Jesse is a motorcycle cop. Uh, he gets um, mowed down by um, uh, someone when he when he's on his bike, uh, basically who, who who the big bad guy was. Um, his his friend gets killed. That was uh, Robert Beltran. And um, he he then ends up, uh, yeah, Jesse has is, is got a broken leg and needs knee reconstruction and all this kind of stuff. So the police say, you can't be a motorcycle cop anymore. You're going to be in public relations, still working for the police force, but we don't want you out on the road. You're not good enough for it. Uh, so he set, he's not happy, but he settles with his day job. Uh, then you've got Norman, who is the uh, the government agent who uh, offers him some uh, reconstructive groundbreaking surgery to fix his knee. Don't tell anyone about it, but we're going to fix your knee as long as you agree to uh, uh, ride this, uh, you know, amazing new bike that we've created. It's a secret branch of the of the government. Um, sticks him on this bike, and so by night, by night he's out uh, being street hawk, and then by day he's the mild mannered, again very Superman and Spider Man like. He's he's uh, working for the police, and everyone you know, everyone thinks his knees knackered, so no one thinks he's street hawk, and he's got to pretend just to be this ordinary guy. Um, and again, very Superman and Spider-Man-esque. Whenever there's danger, he disappears off out of the office and everyone's like, where did he go? Where did he go? And then the next scene, of course, you see Street Hawk. That's um, not dodgy, is it? Or anything, you know, we'll repair your knee, but you can't tell anyone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and okay. yeah, they, they do have um, some friction. You know, uh, Norman, of course, is you know, uh, employed by the government. They've got specific things that they want Street Hawk to do. Jesse is a little bit of a wild cannon at some points and, and doesn't necessarily want to do whatever Norman says. And he goes off and does his own thing. Um, so, yeah, that, that kind of chemistry really works well. Uh, and again, the development of those characters, even in the few short episodes that we got, you could see 
you know the, the evolution of the characters and uh, really really interesting again it just so gutted it didn't last any longer so in in professional wrestling mate we often talk about fantasy booking what would happen if we booked this match or we booked this car yeah. so if we took that to street hawk how would mm. you book a reboot what would you do uh you'd have um jesse uh being uh, jesse being spoken to uh, jesse works at a garage or something working on old motorbikes he's quit the police force uh the street hawk project got shut down by the government due to lack of funding or something years ago jesse's really bitter about it uh you get some new hotshot government agent come in and say you know used to be street hawk didn't you and no 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 no, that wasn't me and you know that kind of pursuit trying to get the information out of him uh when he eventually admits it right we want we want to start the project again we want you involved now i'm too old i can't do it can't do it and then jesse is the one who starts going out and tries to find a motorcycle cop of a similar sort of caliber to him and they maybe create i'd want the bike to look pretty much exactly the same but maybe some new technology added onto it um than than we had before uh, but yeah, Jesse is sort of like the old mentor and, and, uh, yeah, you get a, a new guy come in, maybe his son or something like that. Or is that a bit too cliche? Uh, just someone else to come in and, you know, similar to what they did with the 2008 Knight Rider. There you go, Peacock. Yeah, absolutely. He's rebooted it for Made. Him. Done. There you go. <laughs> Send the check to Lee. Uh, Definitely. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Mm would love it and, and with some of the special effects and stuff you've got now i mean it, it does look at, at points as do all of those 80s vehicle things can look a bit dated with some of the effects they've used the cgi and, and things you, you've got now and the effects and and uh digital technology you could really make it look awesome on you know not a, not a small budget but you, you know it, it wouldn't be difficult to make it look amazing absolutely mate i have really enjoyed talking street hawk with yeah. you um it's so much more i think you know, ideal word we could talk about. Now, I did approach Rex Smith about yeah. coming on to the show. Mm. Uh, still waiting to hear back. So, Rex, uh, if you do listen to this, uh, please, come on. Because uh, I think both Lee and myself would love to sit down with you and talk to you about... We want to do a part two. Yes. Uh, Rex Smith, Joe Regalbuto, Rich Adventure, um, even Robert Beltran. Let's get <laughs> him on as, you know, to talk about some Street Hawk. I bet he's inundated with people wanting to talk about Star Trek, which would be awesome. But how many people want to talk to him about Street Hawk? Christopher Lloyd. If you're Christopher Lloyd, to, yeah. Talk, talk to us about Street Hawk and maybe Back to the Future as well. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone wants him to dress up as Emmett Brown. No, 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 no. We want you to dress as Anthony Carido, the drug baron from the first episode <laughs> of Street Hawk. Talk to us about that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Now, one thing if we you... haven't touched on was the theme tune oh yes the theme we Go haven't done it. the theme tune um so the theme tune was done by uh, an artist called tangerine dream uh sort of 80s synth uh kind of uh artist and uh, the original tune was called la park uh you can get it on um, i mean in fact if you uh, go on to spotify uh look, i'm just going to do some very quick sort of in uh in uh, in uh, in show production here um Andy, Phil. <laughs> uh, uh, who's Phil? I don't know who Phil is. If you go onto Spotify, I'm assuming you can find it. Now, what we will do is in the narrative is we'll put a link to um, the song on Spotify so that you can click and listen to it. Why yeah, not? absolutely. So there is a uh, there is a version of it, um, and I'm going to show it uh, on camera now. Uh, there's uh, an artist called Kabu, 
who is a very very similar to Tangerine Dream, but sort of modern version. And you can see uh, on the screen there, sort of lots of uh, keyboards yeah. and synths and all that sort of stuff. And he's done a version of it, and it's almost recorded. Where well, he's recorded live from uh, a show he did, and. <laughs> So it's uh, it's the original song, but just sort of not jazzed up, but just his own version and interpretation of it. So uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. I don't want to get your copyright taken down. No, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I have enough problems with YouTube with that. Um, do you know what we should do? Do you know what we should do? We should approach a female guitarist that we know. Oh yeah, to do a ask, uh, to do a version her to do a cover. That would be good. That would be amazing. Yeah, could you imagine ah. that? That would be fantastic. <laughs> I think Meryl would do an amazing job mm. at that. Yeah, I think I agree. I, think, I agree. I think, well, I think you need to do that. As, yeah, as, I, as, do that. As, I think you need to get that sorted. I will I approach the relevant people <laughs> and uh, see if I can make it happen. <laughs> Sounds good. Lee, Sounds good. It has been amazing uh, catching up with you again to talk uh, Street Hawk. We do still have. Uh, a lot of shows where you and I are going to be sitting down talking about things. But it's finding the time to do them. We are going to be touching on the reboot Knight Rider uh, I can't wait 2008 for that. That's series. I know that's going to be amazing. One of my favourite mm. series. Uh, didn't give it a chance. We're also going to be touching on Back to the Future at some point. Uh, yep. You and I are going to be getting together. <laughs> you and I are going to be getting together to talk Back to the Future the musical because obviously I see that yes. in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Who knows? There may be something for you. Um, and then we've got some Christmas episodes to, to knock out, which one yes. of them is a Christmas vacation. Yes, it is a Christmas vacation. And again, one of my favorite films of all time. Not not just Christmas films, but one of my favorite films of all time. <laughs> uh, again, could probably quote the uh could quote the the, the, the movie. So yeah, that's gonna be great. So we're gonna be doing that over the next couple of weeks. So over Christmas, there are gonna be nine christmas episodes wow it's gonna get that's... average to a week flipping egg i mean that's gonna you know if, if you're the sort of person at christmas who has all the relatives over and you you know you don't want to spend any time with them because they're doing your head in then you know it, just just stick your headphones in and yeah. just you know stockpile the retro chat episodes just listen yeah. to all the christmas episodes one after the other that's what you need yeah. to do yeah, I think we're doing Die Hard, Batman Returns. That is a Christmas film. <laughs> I'm not sure about Batman Returns. Definitely Die Hard. I'm not sure about Batman Returns. <laughs> uh, we're doing He-Man and She-Ra, the Christmas special. You know? Didn't even know that existed. What? Didn't know that existed. I knew Secret of the Sword, but I didn't know there was another Christmas crossover. You, you what? Didn't know. Sorry. Haven't seen they it. They go to Earth. Do they? Yeah. Orko travels back this. in time and they meet two little kids and they have a Christmas tree and Skeletor's nice. And He-Man's still walking seen... around in his pants? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's not the sort of Christmas present but, that I want. But She-Ra's in it. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Okay, fine. The, the old She-Ra, <laughs> not this new not the, DreamWorks. Yeah, I don't, yeah, don't like get that. that at all. Um, what else are we doing? We're doing Blackadder's Christmas Carol. We're doing um, some modern day stuff. Oh, interesting. Wait. I'm going to go to Disney Plus and we're going to look at Lego Star Wars, the holiday special. Yes. Yeah. So that's loosely based off of the original Star Wars holiday special back from, was it 78? Yeah, but much better. Yeah. Yeah. That was awful because they did a, a Wookiee's Christmas party or something on that, didn't they? And it was oh horrendous. I've got it. I've actually got yeah. it. And, and I watched five minutes of it and went, I cannot put myself through this. So yeah. I'm not. But I did watch the Lego one and that was quite funny. 
Good, 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 good. So, yes, watch that. Watch that. So all of that over the next few weeks. Plus, I think Mr. Case from Ministry is joining me soon to do Ghostbusters. That's meant to be next week. Um, yeah. We've done Survivor Series 1990. That's going to be released in a couple of weeks oh, as part of Survivor the tribute series. to that. 2001 Survivor Series. We released a 97 Survivor Series uh, last week. Deep Space Nine past tense. Right, mate, we got a lot unbelievable yeah you gotta love it and if this is the sort of uh if you like uh listening to stuff that is a warm blanket for you if you want a comfort blanket to wrap around you which is 80s and 90s tv and movies and pop culture this is it this has got everything for you if you grew up sort of similar sort of era to, to andy and i and you like things like you like ghostbusters back to the future uh you know the goonies you know all of these kind of 80s franchises uh pro wrestling as well we all got hooked around similar sort of time um yeah. this is definitely something that you can listen to back to back and just be in that comfort zone the whole time absolutely and also i want to say a thank you to a member of your discord group um which bear with me for a minute of course i shall continue to fill please Um, fill yeah who's phil Uh, i don't know look at my wrestling figures i have hulk hogan ultimate warrior and the legion (laughs) of doom there along with tna impact wrestling figures there's no room for sting unfortunately so i've got kurt angle samoa joe suicide and jeff jarrett there you go so you you need a bigger set i do need a bigger set where are the rest of the figures they're in a bag down there. I was trying to just rearrange a bit. I wanted to display my impact ones, but some of the Hasbro's had to go. Uh, it's it's a work in progress. I need to make things a bit better. Take take the strap down and the yeah. WrestleMania five poster, and then yeah. put them in a in a display cabinet at the back. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I mean, to be honest, the the display there isn't really room for a display cabinet if I'm going to sit in here. This is the problem. I mean, it's it's only like right here. It's not that far away. So I don't know. I need a bigger house. Trying. I was trying to, you know, break the fourth wall. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's yeah. there's loads of room behind me. Yeah. I mean, I could I could be on a sun lounger and still have room to spare. We should really plan this better. Yeah, we should. We should. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right on your on the Ministry of Slam Discord forum. If you haven't joined it yet, please join it because it is a great community. Twenty four hours a day, some great conversations. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Dave Seth, who posted yep. in the retro chats um, about a brand new toy and collectible store uh, in New Milton, which is uh, just outside of of Dorset. And it's Mm. called The Space Bridge. Okay. Now, if you want to head over to there, you can do. It's thespacebridge.co.uk. They buy and they sell Star Wars, Transformers, Lego, MOTU, Turtles, Thundercats, Marvel, DC, Hot Toys, Retro Gaming, Sega Nintendo, 80s stuff. Anything you can think about. Uh, and they're based out at Whitefield Road in New Milton. Contact them at contact at thespacebridge.co.uk or search for them on Facebook at the Space Bridge Store. Um, wow. I'm, I'm looking at their a... website right now. Look at that. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm planning a trip out there. So <laughs> when I drive past Bournemouth, shall I pick you up? That would be great. That would be amazing. I would love that. It's uh, yeah, the, and, and it, cartoon classics that they're, they're showing. And I can see on their website, there are wwf hasbro figures i knew that's going to get your attention wow i mean it doesn't mention it in any of the in any of the uh kind of descriptions or anything but there are definitely wwf hasbro's there i need to go to this shop yes well we'll arrange a time and we'll both go because uh, i will go without my wife and then i can buy stuff <laughs> Sounds die good. when i get home um, <laughs> and the last thing to mention if you are in weymouth and you are looking for true authentic italian style pizza then you need to go to our sponsor, which is Pizza Napoli. 
based in Weymouth Town Centre. They do everything from the very hot and spicy Etna to the Gorgonzola special. Check them out at pizzanapoli.co.uk for authentic Italian pizza-fired wood oven pizzas exclusively here in Weymouth. Andy, now I want pizza. So you'll see me in 45 minutes. I'm coming down and we're going to get some pizza. You should have come last night, mate. It was buy one, get one free. Oh, no. I always do it wrong. <laughs> Still, worthwhile paying full price for pizzas like that. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hungry. Pro- proper Italian thin crust. Not Domino's thick deep pan. Thin crust with the wow. most fresh tasting toppings uh, sponsoring the show tonight. Unbelievable. What pizza? Order pizza. Order, you've got some great ones in Bournemouth. Order pizza. Yes. Lee, thank you so much, my friend, for joining me as Very always welcome. tonight here on the Retro Chat podcast. It's always a pleasure uh, to, to chat with you, especially talking about something like Street Hawk. Um, yeah. Give a shout out. Where can they listen to you or watch you now going forward? Uh, they can listen to me or watch me. Uh, yeah, I mean, the main thing, as we mentioned earlier, was uh, twitch.tv forward slash the MOS network. Um, we put some of our exclusive videos and some of our uh, clips from the show on youtube.com forward slash the MOS network. And also, as Andy mentioned earlier, if you're traveling around and you can't watch YouTube or Twitch in the car or when you're traveling to work, check out the podcast um, anywhere, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Just search for uh, Ministry of Slam over there and you get uh, all of the stuff, including what Ministry of Slam was doing 12 years ago, which involved Andy oh. at the time. So uh, oh. there's some really good stuff. We were very junior in our... I thought we were really evolved at that point, but we were very junior <laughs> in our radio media careers. And uh, yeah, it was. it's interesting to listen to at times. It, 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 it's quite cringeworthy sometimes listening it to what is, we were yeah. saying back in, the, back in the day. I think my run is almost coming to an end, though. I think uh, well, you've Ministry probably got Slam about Classic. another three four months probably i reckon yeah, four yeah, five months potentially it's coming to an end but i think lawrence made his debut this past week didn't he or was it the yeah Voodoo well Babies? we i think officially made their debut on i think it was the first week of january so we've got another sort of six weeks or so before that happens um but we introduced uh voodoo vegas's uh song so unkind is the new theme tune for mos at the time so uh yeah a little bit of history what? there what's it like for you i mean i've, I've meant to ask you this and i will mm. we'll quickly cover this before we go off you obviously have got all the archives. You know, we play the Legends and Champions here on the on from the vault, yeah. um, which, which is the you know the first time that's been played in years. But what's it like for you hearing that old content? You know, this kind of kind of two minds. In, in some ways, it does make me cringe, and I think, why did I say that? What was I doing? I was really not very grown up about that. And you know, uh, you and I have had you know off-air conversations yeah. about yeah, how yeah, we yeah, would yeah. have handled things very differently yeah. uh, back in the day. But other other than that, you think wow when was i ever that fiery and and you know we managed to get all these guests and some of the questions you wouldn't dream of asking them now because you're so much more professional and you know it's um it's an eye-opener i think that's that's probably the best way to to sort of leave it it's it's an eye-opener um can't remember a lot of it no i can't i can i can remember being at yours because we always used to tape it at yours Mm. you know always and uh i think the only times i can really remember in, in detail is when you weren't there and I had yeah. to kind of cover the show and do solos. And that was fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was very rare. Um, all I remember is it was a, an amazing time to kind mm. of like learn the ropes and do it. And we spoke to some amazing people, didn't we? We did. We really did. And it, it was cutting edge back then. I mean, these days, everyone's got a podcast. Uh, 10 minutes and you can have your own podcast and have people listening to it. Back then, you had to put a bit of work in and the promotion and all of that. And we really stuck with it from, you know, what, 2005, 2006, all the way up to yeah. Ministry of Slam. And, uh, you know, a lot of people followed us and knew who we were. 
and uh, yeah, that, that sort of really set, uh, set us off on a on a good footing. And and what is is really heartwarming for for me to see, um, and I don't think I've actually ever said this to you before, is the fact that since you've come back, those some of those diehard TSC listeners, MOS mm. listeners, have come back as well. Yes. Yeah. You know, guys like the franchise, guys like Mr. Priceless, mm. um, Four Chords, who we know is somebody else now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who have just come back and followed you. And that, that you know, I, I obviously wasn't a part of it for a number of years, but for you, that must be really kind of heartwarming to know that they remembered who I am and, and they want to come back and they, and they want to be part of this journey again. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's one of those things where, you know, especially these days with the amount of options that are out there and, and you can listen for pretty much constantly 24 seven to actual legends of the professional wrestling industry, talking about their experiences mm-hmm. for people to want to spend a couple of hours of their week, just listening to to me and, and, and Lawrence talking about wrestling, not because we've got any kind of authority over it, just our opinions and thoughts on it. That is really special. And, and after, you know, what, 15 years um, that's, that's really saying something. Yeah. Well, keep it up, my friend. Keep it up. And uh, thanks for wearing the hat. Yeah, no problem. Yes. I know, I know you got grief. For yes, I did hat. get grief. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, my girlfriend. <laughs> um, yeah, well, well, there's been there's been some uh, some admirers of my hair. Um, so my girlfriend's told me to keep the hat on so no one can see my hair. And that's exclusive to the Retro Chat podcast. I will never admit to it on Ministry of Slam. I'm not going to say that. Uh, Lawrence, I will clip that and I will send it to you to play. <laughs> I get glared at if I don't put the hat on. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I, I felt really bad for you because we, we twitched out the mask episode before ministry. Yeah. And then I listened into ministry. And the first thing he said was, why are you, why were you not wearing a hat? Why are you wearing a hat? <laughs> I was like, well, I keep that exclusively for uh, ministry of Slack, yeah. uh-huh. which apparently yeah. not anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't mind. Let's find the follow back. Lee, mate, thank you so much. Stay with me for just a second. Okay. Uh, that's it for this week's edition of the Retro Chat Podcast. Thank you for joining Lee and myself. Hope you've enjoyed talking all things Straight Hawk. As we said, we've got a lot more to come this uh, this month as we're approaching to the middle of November. If you want to get in contact with us here at the show, you can do. All the contact details are obviously down here. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch at Retro Chat Podcast. Tweet us at Retro Chat Pod. Visit the YouTube at Retro Chat Podcast UK. A lot more content coming. Um, but until then, all I can really say is... Okay, right. so as a Street Hawk would go up to 300 miles an hour, this is how it happened. Norman would say, hyperthrust, cleared and counting. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs>